Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. And uh, we're all in a lot better mood this week. So I, I'd expect the over-under to be much lower than 19 bleeps. Brando. Um, my sister was saying that when Pat was giving the hero of the drought and he stumbled and said Ryan Fitzpatrick and started dropping all the F words, she was playing the uh, the show at her job in the hospital and everybody was cracking up. The nurses were dying left. And Pat. Crazy thing about this player is he is a very fertile man. Okay? So one record that he has, he is in second place for, um, you know, having a ton of children. Ryan Fitz, oh, Jesus f***ing Christ. back to not another buffalo podcast um john i'm here with pat and brando you can find us on twitter at not buff podcast uh we're happy to be part of the buffalo rumblings network gentlemen how are you guys doing surviving and thriving we are we are working brandon with the perpetual stuff he knows that dude oh my goodness it it (laughs) it, oh it won't go away and this is a funny story i'll keep it quick today i had a student it's like my favorite, right? You don't have favorites, but she's my favorite. She she sneezes or, or coughs or whatever, and she runs over to me. It's like, Mr. H, Mr. H, look at look what just came out of me when I coughed or sneezed. That's not a phrase you want to hear from anyone. Look what just came out of me in any context. <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as you said that, went, oh no. So that's until June 15th, I will have a stuffy nose. Making it to the finish line a little bit closer. Dragon. Yeah. We're making it a little bit closer to the finish line of free agency, although, you know, free agency really never ends, but it opens, you know, so um, it's been interesting. It's it's starting to settle down a little bit. What's that, Brandon? That, that is my question. We were at the end of the show last week or on Monday. Is, is the official wave one of free agency over yet? I think so. Is it, would you call it that? Yeah. I mean, what... Did, I don't know. It depends on when you say it ends because is... I mean, we're starting to get to second and third tier guys. I mean, which honestly, a lot of the second and tier, third tier guys have already been signed. Um, but there's also first tier guys that haven't been signed. Like Bobby Wagner has been rumored to be visiting the Rams, but hasn't signed anything yet as far as I know. Um, might be different by the time this episode comes out. So disclaimer, we record this on Wednesday night. But yeah, so we'll find out. Maybe some crazy stuff happens between now and Friday. Yeah. I mean, we'll if you're it. saying that there's three waves of free agency, then I would say there's definitely the, the first wave is done. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So, uh, based on the first wave of free agency, um, and obviously there's been some blockbuster trades and stuff like that. So we're including this in the equation, but we're going to draft the biggest losers of free agency, whether that's players or teams or whatever you want. So, um, should be fun and should make for some good discussion about current events and what's going on across the NFL and 
you know, we're drafting the biggest losers, so I don't know if we're going to get a lot of Bills talk, but I think that's because the Bills aren't losers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Clever, right. You, nothing gets by you, Brandon. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go ahead and kick this off and get it started. Um, because Google number generator hates me, I am picking third overall again. I, we need a new system for determining picks besides the random number generator because I have yet to win a first overall pick. Um, and I've only paid second once, so something's something's going wrong there. So, Pat, for the second draft in a row, we'll be picking first overall. So, with the first overall pick in the worst losers of free agency thus far draft, Pat, who do you got? I'm going to have to take those uh, Green Bay Packers with Mr. Brian Guntekunst. Um, this man is literally the epitome of the mom that when you go to the mall or you go on a long road trip and you ask for McDonald's and she says, we have food at home, but she says it every <laughs> single time. That is Brian Guntekunst. And I mean, I don't know. I, ca- I can't really fault him with, uh, with with the whole Adams deal. I mean, if you look at his stats, like Devontae Adams with Derek Carr as a freshman had 1,300 yards receiving and 14 TDs. And as a sophomore at Fresno State with Derek Carr as his quarterback, the man had 1,700 yards and 24 receiving touchdowns. So I get that. But then Zadarius Smith, you just paid this man a bunch of money and he's only played through three years of his four-year deal. I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just one of those deals. If you want Aaron Rodgers to stay happy, you would think that you would make some more moves. And I get it. Devondre Campbell had a great year. And I guess you, you choose to sign him um, you know, over Zadarius Smith, but I just, I don't know, man, the Packers, they, they baffle me. You know, I, I just, I don't know how they stay good. They're just very good. I guess at scraping together stuff because they even had, um, Oh geez, what's his name? Equimanius St. Brown, who was like a, he was a really good three or four. And now he's, he's playing for the bears too. So I don't know who's going to step up. Helen Lazard, possibly MVS. So we'll see. It, it's interesting, Pat. I have Green Bay on my board too because of this stat specifically. Adams had 169 targets. The next closest was running back Aaron Jones, who had 65, followed by Alan Lazard with 60. And Scantling's visiting Kansas City today. So wow. that could be also a hole there. Um, but that's a lot of targets to lose with not people to take it from. It's not like you have OJ Howard and Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis ready to step up and internally take those. No, snaps. like I, I don't even know what you would do. I guess your two is your one and then your one and three and possibly four. I, I, thank God yeah. we're not in that position, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I saw a clip of Nick Wright on Colin Coward today that said that MVS was really the better receiver on on the Packers this past year. And I don't know how that just doesn't take away all of your credibility as a professional sports person. Like, like I get the whole homerism when he says that stuff about the Chiefs, but when you start going off about a team like yeah. that, I'm just like... Dude, dude had 26 receptions for the entire <laughs> year. Okay, Nick, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just had to throw that in there. I, to, that's stupid because he's, I an, like, he's an entertainer. He's, he's, he is. He's, he's why does Colin let that on his show? Cause I like Colin's show. Well, Colin sometimes. destroyed him for it. Rightly so. Oh, good. Good. So Colin had the same reaction we did. 
<laughs> it's like, I'm not taking any part of your argument seriously if that's part of it. But any of those Newhouse School of Journalism guys from Syracuse University, they know that an angry reaction is just as good as a positive reaction. So if, not better, if not better. If not better. I won't it's even give into this blast. It is, it is the intensity yeah. of the reaction that matters in media, not not the type of reaction. So anyway, Brando, pick number two, which you number looked two, into um, once again. All right, two on the board. Who you got? You left me this on the board, man. Obviously, I'm going to take New England because they are losers in yes. real life. They're losers this season, and they were losers in free agency. So without further ado, the, the breakup with Brady and Belichick continues to produce content for us. Um, we got Leonard Fournette went to New England to have a meeting and then just... Brady pops up and said, Oh, I'm going back to Tampa. You know, they spent last year more money than any other team. And they did have some hits, uh, Matt Judon and Hunter Henry, but then they wasted money on guys like Aguilar and Johnu Smith. So now they are left with Mac Jones and this ragtag group of people while the AFC has just loaded up and Bill Belichick sitting there twiddling his thumbs in his own division got so much better in the last year. 48 hours. That's also why this is uh, sometimes you don't have to do anything and you still get worse. So if you're not getting better then you're getting worse. So, I mean, could you imagine your best receiver? I, I, I hate that. Oh, this is mean to say, but could you imagine your best receiver being Jacoby Myers? Like a man who <laughs> caught two touchdowns all of last year. And one time um, our best receiver is Calvin Benjamin. They're, that's true. Yeah, those, Brandon those were dark Riley days. or any of that <laughs> stuff. And I hope it's dark for them because they deserve darkness and they deserve cold <laughs> winters. And the, the night should be darker before the dawn for you guys, because it, it's not dawn yet. Right. Daylight saving yes. time is permanent and you have to wait longer in your day to get sunshine. So boohoo on New England. You're a loser. That's my first pick. Number two overall. And just to Bye. throw it in there. I mean, I don't know. Also, um, JC Jackson is not Terrence Mitchell and um, I think they overpaid for him a little bit but what are you going to do cornerbacks are cornerbacks so well did you see Malcolm Butler did return but that's their biggest move so far two yeah, years the him and Ty Montgomery are like their other their big name signings are Malcolm yeah. Butler and Ty Montgomery you know that's that's not even close to what they dished out last year and you mentioned Hunter Henry is a hit I think there's an argument to be made with a 12 million dollar average annual value of salary that that wasn't I mean you can definitely say that for John U. Smith easily, but you can well, argue that, thing. that he didn't live up to to that uh, salary either. No, I John mean, U. Smith he, he was did. so bad. That's why Hunter Henry was a hit. Hunter Henry had his stats padded by catching a lot of touchdowns. I will I say I was gonna say because he did catch more than twice as many as he did the year previous, even though he had less receptions and less receiving yards. Yeah, so he was a red zone target, so he got him some touchdowns, but as far as being a huge part of their offense, like there were games where he just disappear. Um, yeah. He was also on my fantasy team too. He was my, he was my second tight end. Um, and he had some really good games. He had some two touchdown games, but there were times that, you know, zero receptions. So, I mean, it was that way against the bills, but they only had two receptions on their entire team anyways, that, that game. So um, the, uh, the <laughs> game, but anyway, number three overall, I don't know how you guys didn't pick the Cleveland Browns. There was a team this off season that gave up three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks for a player that might not even play down in the NFL this season. And they made him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Also, kind of a PR nightmare. 
I mean, how can you, how can you root for, for someone who has that many accusations against them? And I, I just think that the Browns franchises, they had a glimmer of light here in the past few years after being in the dark for so many years, they had a playoff drought that was comparable to the bills at one point, definitely at least a decade. I think it got up to like 12 or 13 years, 13, 13, 13. Yeah. Think. I mean, so not a 17 year playoff drought, but still they were in the dark for a long time. They had an Owen 16 season, which is something we never experienced. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, that would have been rough. We were close uh, the one time. We were yeah. Eight. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. I don't, know what their future looks like going forward. But if you are a Cleveland Browns fan and you want to look on the bright side, you haven't really been that great with first round picks anyway. So giving up three uh, might look a little bit like um, the past five years anyway. So that's my pick at three. What do you feel about? I mean, they did fleece the Cowboys, I will say, with Amari Cooper. Um, yeah, know. but they they the reason they fleeced them was because they were taking on his salary. So there's a lot of the teams in the NFL that would give up a pick for Amari Cooper straight up, but didn't have room in their salary cap for his contract. So you think, you think Jarvis Landry comes back to the Browns? Good question. I don't know, but again, I don't think that that is going to, I think they've got bigger problems than their needle. Yeah. It's not going to move their needle very much. You could also put individual player Baker Mayfield on this list as a big loser. Unfortunate, like not on hey, purpose. Not, like it's not his personality this time. It's not well, his. That's qualities. an entirely separate thing because he is on my draft board in a different position. So uh, save okay. that, save that pick okay. for later, possibly. Okay. okay. So I won't take it. A little bit of that's foreshadowing funny. there. But. All right, Pat. Yeah, you can take him if you want. No, I think that's okay. That's okay. Sorry. But Pat, pick number four, who you got? That's Fox Sports. <laughs> Our new um, intros have to be each different sports providers jingle. So CBS Sports, right? Uh, Did CBS you guys see that Al Michaels Radio? is doing uh, Thursday Night Football on Amazon? I, I yeah. like Al. Yeah, yeah, he's making that. over ten million a year. Sorry, I'm I'm tangent, I'm excited but. to hear Al without Chris because yeah. Chris, Al has always been tainted because of who talks after him every time. Yeah. So I hope Mike Tirico does all right with Chris. Now we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe they, we need like a, a, you know how they have the Manning cast for ESPN. They need like a simulcast on NBC where they just mute Collinsworth's mic. I would watch yeah. that. I feel like somebody has got to have a Reddit stream with that. <laughs> or Steve Levy. I don't know. Those would be the two guys that I would be like, I cannot <laughs> listen to it anytime. <laughs> That's hilarious. Both local grad or not, not, Chris Collinsworth, but Steve Levy, Steve Levy is, Mike yeah. Tirico, local guys. Yeah. Anyways, Pat, who you got? Start off the second round. Those Atlanta Falcons. Trash. Horrible <laughs> offseason. Horrible. <laughs> All right. We're going to let Matt Ryan go, but Young Hoku. Yeah. You know what? We're big into the kicker. You know who else was, was big into kickers? The Buffalo Bills when we sucked. You know, that's all I'm saying, man. You know, I remember Browns fans being like, we have Phil Hansen. He's one of the best kickers in the game. Um, meanwhile, you let Matt Ryan walk for a third round pick and still pay his salary. Um, I mean, is Marcus Mariota going to do anything except hold your team over until maybe you tank for a quarterback next year? Hold him I over mean, to what, man? It's like a, a rickety bridge. It's like that bridge in Shrek when they're over the volcano and it just is breaking on their walk across. Like it's not holding them up, I don't think. <laughs> no, I mean, it's 
it's definitely strange because I don't want to say that it's like a Miami Dolphins situation with Brian Flores, how that all turned out, but like potentially, potentially, yes. I think that, um, you know, they may have, um, really banked on, on stinking. And especially, I mean, I, I just crapped on the Patriots for spending 2 million a year on Terrence Mitchell. And then these guys paid Casey Hayward, like cornerback Casey Hayward, like an insane amount of money, like 5.5 mil a year for not that good of a season. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? Yeah. This is tough to pill to swallow when you're, you're taking the biggest dead cap hit in NFL history, NFL history by over yeah. 7 million. And someone said last episode, it might've been Carson Wentz was the number two yeah, to the Eagles so. possibly. Yeah. But that was my guess. Yeah. Education. We'll have to, anyone, yeah, I was going to say, and it, Pat, are you going to fact check that real quick? That would be helpful. I'm, I'm interested yeah. to know if that's a readily available stat. Okay, here we go. Uh, number two is Carson Wentz. Number three is Russell Wilson. Um, the Seattle Seahawks took a huge hit. Um, nice. So, yep, both Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, number one and number three, both happened this previous year. So, quite interesting. That's nuts. That is My nuts. boy Tanny is even on this list. Tanny and... Oh, no, not Ryan Tannehill. Not Ryan Tannehill. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, I, Pat does. Pat really does have this list of players that like are untouchable. So like Jimmy G, Jimmy Ryan G Tannehill, and who else? Who am I missing? That's pretty much it, really. Just those two guys. <laughs> just those two, really. Anyone else is fair game, but I just I like Tanny. You, you stick know, up for Tan- Lamar. You stick up for Lamar. Jackson oh, I like too. Lamar Jackson too. Yeah, I don't take any Lamar Sander. That's that's that is true. Also, but I I just think it's crazy. Could you imagine looking at your bank account and not being able to use twenty percent of it? Just like it's there, but you can't touch it. And like the bank owns it, but it's just there. But they're going to take it because you can't use it. I don't know. $40 million. It's okay to not touch 20% of your bank account. It's not a choice. It's not your choice. If you have to buy $200 worth of groceries and, you know, somebody takes $20 away from you and you're running Thanksgiving or something like that, you know, then. I don't know. These metaphors like, are getting worse. Let's just make the next pick. That, there's a <laughs> lot right. of them in here where either way, the Atlanta Falcons are are losers. So that's a good yes. pick. Yes. Yeah. All right. But the team I'm going to pick here with my second pick are also losers. And I love to hate on these people. Generally, they're obnoxious. The worst people that I could ever talk to. We're going to talk with America's America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Loserville is what I'm going to call them. Cowboys headquarters, free agent update. Wait a minute. Just take a nap because they have not added a single unrestricted free agent from any other team. They have lost Amari Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson. They lost Gregory. They lost Connor Williams. They they cut this dude Collins. Uh, They had that whole debacle with that defensive end where they had him under contract. And then Jerry Jones says, Oh, wait a minute. That's not the number that I want to do. And the player's like, okay, F you, Jerry, I'll go to Denver. So I'll just leave. Uh, if you're going to negotiate in bad faith like that. So these teams are getting worse, but you're paying what, like $25 million of cap for your running backs. And Tony Pollard just got a raise, I think. Right. Um, and I don't even know who else do you have on that roster. Who's your Who's your one? You have CD Lamb, and who's the third receiver now? I mean, probably Michael Gallup. I would imagine. Michael Gallup they did, just got they paid. They did resign Dalton Schultz, but I don't know. I agree with you, Brando. So we're gonna. I'm gonna be happy 
taking those big losers down in Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, with my second pick. Well, and they lost their best offensive lineman to yeah. Lel Collins. So yeah. he's been playing for the Bengals now. So. All right. Well, we're going to get a quick break in here while we can, but we'll be right back. We got lots more to talk about. So uh, stick around and we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So at number six, I had the Atlanta Falcons next up on my board, but Pat picked them. So I am going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Who were very large spenders. And I'm sorry, Zay Jones did not acquire very much talent in free agency. (laughs) Um, You know, I like Zay Jones. I don't like hating on these players and it's individuals, you know, but I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's overpaid in this regard. And by the way, I would put that asterisk next to everything that we're saying. Like, we're not trying to hate on individuals here. We're just trying to. Uh, I I raise my hand because I am trying to hate on individuals. I am trying to hate on Dallas Cowboys. I am trying to hate on their fans. So John's a good dude, but I'm not. So we're going to stick with that. (laughs) Okay. I tried. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, the Jaguars, who knows how this season is going to go. I I think they're just trying not to ruin Trevor Lawrence at this point, which honestly what you should do is you should go out and sign marquee free agents and bring in weapons to help build around your young QB. I just don't think that Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are the kind of weapons that you want to go and get for that. I mean, they're good wide receiver threes, like middle of the pack, but they're going to be asked to play wide receiver one and wide receiver two roles. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll step up and do a good job. But I think that the value assessment of those contracts was that they they vastly overpaid and are probably going to have some issues with salary cap down the line. And, um, you know, if they want to build anything in a couple of years, because there's no way that they're going to be a formidable team this year. I don't think anybody who had a terrible roster last year is in a position in the AFC to make a move. I think that the players are already active. And if you're not part of the top half of the AFC at this point, you should be in rebuilding mode because your time is not now. Like even if you went from mediocre to slightly better, you really have a tough time breaking into even the top seven of of playoff teams at this point. So maybe, maybe I'll be wrong if there's a team that surprises and makes it into that seventh spot, but it's pretty crowded at this point. So Jacksonville Jaguars are my pick at number six. Yeah, I think that's interesting because it's there's a lot of analogies that could be thrown out here for Jacksonville, but mine in my brain is like you have a nice frame car. It's like a, a nice Mustang frame, right? You got the pieces, you got the quarterback that you need. Do you but though? You, do but you do just put you? well maybe you think you might. You think you might. The car dealer sold you a good deal when you got him first overall, right? And now 
you just put four donut tires on this guy. So he'll drive you down the street. You can go to Tops. You can get your groceries. But you try to take her out on the highway on a little trip and she's going to fall flat on her face. So Yeah, I think it's like if you go and pick up a Lamborghini at the dealership and then go stop by Walmart and then pay $200 for snap-on rims that do the spinny thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that end up rolling down the road when you get on the highway. So that's 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 my build-upon metaphor yeah. there yeah. for that. Either but, way, it's bad. They're yeah. losers. But Pat, uh, pick number seven, your last pick of this draft. Who you got? Pick number seven, lucky number seven. Josh Allen was pick number seven in the first round. Ooh. Way back in the day. All right, so uh, <laughs> this team that I'm going to pick with the seventh overall pick, um, I should preface this by saying that they do have picks number five and seven in this uh, upcoming draft here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I really don't want to poop on them too bad. And, you know, I mean, I, I think that Joe Schoen and Brian Dable can turn this team around, but it's not going to be this year at all. I mean, when your three key signings are Tyrod Taylor, John Feliciano, and Matt Breida, two of which were players that couldn't even stay on the field for us. And one of them that hasn't played for us in almost like more than half a decade. Like I, I just, it's, it's hard for me. It's been to, five years since Tyrod's played for the Bills. It's gotta be five years, dude. Is it five years? Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Josh right? is going into his yeah. fifth year. I don't know. I, just, I, I think that, you know, they're in a similar situation to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but they shouldn't be because the NFC is not that good. But yeah, talk about know. losers. Losers is a conference full of losers. But yeah. I, well, see, I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I mean, who knows what they're going to do in the draft? But if you got two picks in that area, in it'll be interesting to see if they use one of them on one of the QBs if the yeah, if they're still I available. They I don't know. Daniel Jones is he going to get you what you need in the modern NFL? Because I think that he has already surpassed certain expectations of when he was drafted and he's still a middle of the road at best NFL QB, probably mid twenties at this point, as far as talent goes. So if I'm the GM, I'm trying to get a rookie QB in there as soon as possible. So he can get some experience underneath this belt. And even if, you know, even if that means you have to keep uh, Daniel Jones playing for a year, you know, and then, try to trade him for a seventh round pick or something like that. And he goes into, he goes into backup land for the rest of his career. I I think that either, like you said, either he's going to be traded at the end of this upcoming season for a seventh round pick, or he makes some headway, honestly, because they have not had the best coaching staff around him, especially Joe judge is a total clown. I did not think loser. Who's the guy? Who's the guy who looked like a firefighter? Ben Mack, Joe judge. Ben McAdoo. Oh, McAdoo is the ben one with the mullet him. you're talking and the yeah, terrible mustache. Mustache, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you have those two guys coaching you, I'm not saying that that's a pass or anything, but I, I, I really do hope that Brian Dable is able to work something out with Daniel Jones. He's in another conference, so if he succeeds, I would smile. It's also yeah. interesting because yeah. he's a very Josh Allen-like qualities. Has with all his, the physical tools. Yeah, and I just think... I don't. I remember watching one... He went to he was a Duke quarterback, right? Yeah, yep. I remember watching on a Saturday morning a Duke game. <laughs> this guy sucks. Like the game was not good. And then I didn't know anything about Daniel Jones. And then they take Daniel Jones. I'm like, wait a minute. And my brain just flashes back to like watching this Duke game and this guy just clown around on the field. But you're right in the way that Brian Dable could work some magic. Except they could definitely go the Bills route where they play him this year. 
and they they take two studs at five and seven and then go for the quarterback yeah. next year because I mean you see the hype over Willis's uh 80 65 yard touchdown throw. Yep. Like Josh is throwing 80 yard bombs. Like it's just the They said this is the worst quarterback class that they've seen in a minute. Yeah. I mean, and I don't mean to on Liberty University, but if like one of the top three prospects is from Liberty University, I guess so be it. As somebody who went to Liberty for a weekend hockey tryout, their football field was tiny when I was there 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, if you were going to draft a guy like Malik Willis, who has all the raw tools and is like a freak athlete, but is a little bit rough around the edges, then wouldn't you want to draft him into a, a system where he's not going to have to be forced to play right away yeah. where you, you might even give him two years in a backup role to get him ready to start, you know, beneath, you know, a, a pretty mediocre quarterback, but definitely serviceable. I'd you say. just don't see it anymore because of that yeah. rookie window quarterback contract. They, that's even so even Josh, though, I mean, we that was our plan for about, what, two games, right? So, I mean, I guess. No, yeah. not even two games. It was even, the yeah. Ravens and a half. first yeah. quarter, yeah. man. It was yeah. like, yep. oh, that so, game. I mean, ideal scenario there, but who knows what they'll do. It's very possible that they wait until next year. I mean, the Bills didn't draft a quarterback the first year they came in. Yeah true and they still made the playoffs so yeah if Patrick Mahomes would have fallen to 28 they were going to take him but they thought that he was still going to be there and that's why they traded Kansas City the pick but it's interesting because we could go a while on the Giants with this parallels on that it's interesting they're the new Carolina to Buffalo pipeline pipeline thank you there we go developmental Uh, league all right Brando last pick number eight who you got my last pick I'm going to stay in the NFC least and I'm going to take Washington um, strictly because their owner is a clown. So I'm curious to see because Brandon Bean said in his contract that the way that contract negotiations went down with JD McKissick is generally your team agrees. JD wanted to stay with Washington. He told his agent he wanted to stay with Washington, but Washington had no interest in bringing him back all the way through until after the announcement was made. They said that the agent had given every offer back to Washington and Washington said, no, 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 no. And then Dan Snyder's probably sitting in, a, in his bathtub being waited on, uh, eating his caviar. And he just hears the reaction of, oh, J.D. McKissick's pretty good. Why are we letting him leave? And then he's like, oh, we need this guy back. So he picks up the phone after everything that went down. You know, that's just bad negotiating. It's not the code of the NFL. But it's interesting because Ron Rivera knows Brandon Bean. They have connections in their front office. And they all kind of... Brandon Bean made sure not to insult the agent. He made sure to insult the franchise when he talked about it afterwards. And that just goes along with having a stadium that doesn't have safe walls for your players, the sexual assault allegations, the toxic workplace, the just terrible, you know, ether of the NFL in Washington. So that's going to be my final pick. Nice commanders and all while trying to make a good impression under their new name. Which yes, the sickle is- and hammers. <laughs> Commies. <laughs> All right, Mr. Irrelevant. I'm kind of torn here because I think that there's some interesting talking points for any of these guys. I don't know if we have time to get into it for for both of them. But John, can I give you a quick, quick honorable mention? Sure. Uh, Broncos free agents of their 17 restricted free agents. Only two have gotten new deals. All the other ones remained unsigned. Wow. So those are those are all loser players, I guess. 
Well, I mean, we're in this weird period. I mean, Ryan Bates hasn't been signed yet as of when yeah. we've taped his episode. He's we know he's, he's yeah, he's yeah. not a loser. He's a good player. So. <laughs> I just thought that, was, like, like, that was a Denver like, Post article. Do you like throwing out that word? You just, loser. Does it make you feel big, Brandon? <laughs> does it make you feel big? <laughs> Only when I call New England... Dallas and Washington losers. I feel better. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell I mean, you what. Least I, I feel bad for Washington. You know, yeah, they're like, more pity. Like their fan base, their fan yeah. base, and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas, like Cowboys and and Patriots fans have had enough to cheer about. I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, you know, ragging on them a little bit. Anyway, pick nine. Pick nine. Here we go. I'm so torn between these two, but honestly, I when I say biggest losers of free agency. I think this also applies to people that I feel bad for or people who I feel like have been wronged. And it's a tough situation that Baker Mayfield finds himself in. Yes. Because, and it's complicated too, because he had a terrible last year and then there's the asterisk. Okay. But his shoulder was hurting the entire time. And we're not sure how much of a role that played probably a lot. I would guess, you know, but who knows? It's, it's, it's not like you can, say that he would have had a great year if he didn't have the shoulder surgery either, because he's definitely had his ups and downs in the past. So he would be going into a career defining year this year as a quarterback that would probably determine for the rest of his career, if he was going to be a journeyman backup or a starter franchise quarterback that gets signed to a second contract with the Browns and the Browns, you know, go out and give up all these assets for Deshaun Watson And now Baker's kind of hanging in, in no man's land because they're not sure if Deshaun is going to be able to play this year or if he might be risking a possible suspension and the Browns just traded away their backup plan in case Keenum. So now now they need, now if Deshaun can't start this year, if they want any hope at having a season at all, they need Baker to be there. And Which he shouldn't be. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be. You don't deserve yeah. to be anyone's number two Baker. You're worth it and enough. <laughs> and I hope you look in the mirror and you realize that, Doge. But so yeah, I don't know. I I think that free agency affected him very negatively. So I'll say that he was one of the biggest losers of free agency. But I don't think that you know I I, I you know I think that that organization should let him go and release him, which is still a possibility at this point. Because certainly if they if they have talks with his agent, I don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to be like, sure, I'll show up at training camp and and do my thing and, and compete with a clear mind, knowing that, you know, the only way that he's going to have the starting job is if Deshaun Watson gets suspended. Yes. I think if he gets a fresh start with a new team and he can stay healthy, we'll figure out, you know, is he a number one overall pick? Is he does he will he live up to, you know, the, the hype that he had. And even if he can just be a mediocre, it's a good player. That's good enough for a lot of teams in the NFL because there's a shortage of elite quarterback play. So even with the onslaught of elite quarterback play that we've, we've seen in the past two years and we'll see for the next two years, but yeah. Well, my Mayfield. question for you, Johnny would be, what do you think he's worth, man? Like, I mean, what in terms of what, trade value. I don't think they investing a first round pick in him will result in them trading a first round pick for him. No, 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 not at all. And uh, leverage has a lot to do with this because teams realize that the Browns don't want to like Baker probably doesn't want to be there. The Browns don't want to hold on to him. So they're not going to give up a big asset, you know, if they think that there's a possibility that he gets released. So they just, they have no leverage at this point. So I don't think, I don't think it'll be a big trade. 
I think at best, at best, fourth round pick. I mean, if you're looking at Matt Ryan just went for a third round pick for a team with no leverage, I think fourth, fifth round pick is is probably the best they're going to do. The thing about that point. is he doesn't have a $40 million cap hit. He's got $18 million cap hit, which will be split with the Browns. So it only costs the team $8 million. I That's believe. true. That's true. But he's going into the final year of his contract. So you might be just getting a cheap rental, which honestly, if you Sam Darnold went for two seconds, right? Or second and fourth. Yeah. I don't like think, that. I don't think they're going to get that compensation, which is interesting to say the least. I but, hope they end up together somewhere. Yeah. Who Darnold and Baker? I, somebody. I want two quarterbacks from that. The two ugly boys in the gym locker room meeting yeah. each other on the <laughs> Las know. Vegas strip. Like, why not? I get, want to see those get, two quarterbacks. Get Josh together. Rosen to play. Or get Josh Rosen at, at QB three for that team. Whoever it is, yeah. too. You just they could play in a Gus Mack or three on three basketball tournament and get smoked. <laughs> I just. Who was your other pick that you were? You were. Well, I'll bundle it into two. But obviously, we all saw the news today of Tyreek Hill getting traded to Dolphins, which is a huge topic for the Bills, honestly. And yeah, like I'm sure no everyone, player, everyone will be talking about it. If you guys, if if you guys listening, I'm sorry we didn't talk too much about it, but I'm sure there's a lot of other Buffalo Rumblings podcasts that'll be talking about that this week with Bruce that comes out on Thursday, which will have already come out by the time this comes out. So check it back in the feed. Um, keep an eye out for those, but. I think uh, your path to the Super Bowl. This is my best tweet I saw. It's not my idea, but the the path to the Super Bowl got easier, even though you have to see him twice in a in a season. For us, yeah, yeah, I think that was, Bruce, that was Bruce's it. tweet. The road to the division got slightly harder, but the road to the Super Bowl got slightly easier. I think that's fair. And honestly, I put the I would put the Chiefs down as as losers in free agency. You know they they lost their number one wide receiver because. The cap is real. You yeah, know? and they lost Byron Pringle too, um, yep. which is also who did he sign with again? Bears. Bears. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I didn't think I was gonna live. Well, obviously I, that's not true, but thirty million dollars <laughs> a year for a wide receiver, like live to see that day. Uh, I remember when Matt Stafford. Why, who's at thirty million a year for a wide hell, receiver? He just signed this deal today. Yeah. God, Tyreek, why are you doing this? Christian Kirk already made everyone that's a wide receiver in the NFL jump up for joy. Now Stefan Diggs. It's just wild. I remember thinking Matt Stafford's deal and he's making 30 mil a year guaranteed, like was such a huge deal. And now it's, that was not that long ago. And these guys, the money is just, there's money for everybody. And if you don't want to pay me, somebody else will. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you want to have rubber arm to a throwing you the rock. I had this thought today and it kind of scares me a little bit with these wide receiver contracts going up and it seems like Brandon Bean has expressed that there's no urgency to get a Stefan Diggs contract extension done because he still has two years on his deal. And that scares me a little bit because the further you go on, the more he's going to garner, right? Yeah. And now uh, it really scares me, but two years from now, you're looking at maybe that's a player that they can't afford to resign unless they're waiting to, for the cap to explode and then they can do that. But you're also at that point, you have Josh Allen's contract. You're going to have an inflated Von Miller contract with bigger cap hits at that point. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I hope that Bean can pull that off. Cause I think that he is an integral piece of this offense. He's, he's the biggest weapon on the offensive side besides Josh, you know, the window is open right now, but no one can guarantee that it'll be open for a while. So I'm really glad that they're at least making the best of it and, and making splash moves and doing everything that they possibly can. So 
Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill, I'm much more confident about facing them in the playoffs because if you yeah. have to lock down... We beat down, them easy. We beat them easy without If you have to Hill. lock down one weapon instead of two, it makes it so much easier when you're talking about defensive schematics and, and how you do things because you can't double two people that easily, but you can double one guy or bracket him a lot easier if there's only one really big threat. So Hill could be triple covered and still outrun it all. That's the thing. And... uh I'm just so glad because we have had in our, what, four matchups, three matchups. Hill's probably got two or three touchdowns total, uh, two or three touchdowns total against us. So I'm just, I don't want to see that again. All right. Well, we'll have a poll out on Twitter at some point. uh, So you guys can make your pick for who had the best draft. I think we all have quality picks here. Yeah. There's a lot of losers to go around. All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Like I said, look out for that poll. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Bills. Go Sabres. Yeah, hey, one in overtime. Yeah.